The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Create a career and a life you love. Welcome to Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. Super excited to bring your soul to work today. And every week, I've got a special guest today, Jean Callahan. She's one of my kick-ass career coaches. Hi there, Jean. Hi, Mo. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, looking forward to talking with you. Before we dive in, Jean, just a few little setup items. So uh, Jean and I, in uh, coaching the ladies in our kick-ass workshop, do an awful lot at the energetic level to help our ladies have strong, vibrant souls. And one of the main techniques for doing this is meditation. So we're going to talk about what meditation is and what it isn't. And because I'm a registered nurse, I'm also going to talk about the physiology of meditation, why the body responds so well and what it's actually doing at the cellular level. Um, Gene and I happen to be um, conducting a retreat together for our kick-ass clients in a couple of weeks. And she and I always dive into uh, really how the body responds and how the brain responds to meditation, the different states that we can achieve and why that's helpful to us as human beings traveling this planet. So in my approach of helping women advance their careers, bringing your soul to work is the first piece. We got to find that soul. And each week on these shows, I talk about different aspects of how we can either illuminate that soul or sometimes the problems of, of how it gets so dimmed. And Jean and I are going to talk a little bit about some of the problems that happen through life that dim our souls. And Jean, uh, like me, is a cancer survivor. So we not only know about how our souls got dim, but also how it affected our physical body. So I'm going to ask Jean to tell a little bit of her story as well to help really show how important it is for us to have techniques in our lives that bring our energetic self, our soul, up to the highest level of vibration and why that's not only important for feeling great and being a wonderful person on this planet, but how it's so important because of the interplay it has with our physical body. And it's very difficult to be a superstar at work if your physical body is suffering. So Jean, again, welcome. And uh, Jean and I met at our coaching certification program. I think it was now over three years ago, Jean, wasn't it? Yeah, it was November of 2015. Yeah. So we've known each other since then. And she's been working with me for almost two and a half years now. And uh, so Jean and I are basically uh, joined at the hip in helping women lift their careers and have outstanding happiness and success both inside and is in their out picturing of their lives. Jean, tell us a little bit of, of your story. And, and as you're doing that, um, Let's let's cover the the cancer journey a little bit too. So again, welcome and, and tell us your story. Okay, sure. Thank you. 
glad to be here. So um, in what I call my previous life, I was in a corporate position for uh, almost a decade, and <clears throat> I um, quickly rose from entry-level position to, um, over the course of a few years, to vice president of marketing and business development. And I had on paper what everybody wanted. You know, I had the salary and the 401k and um, you know, all the material things and the house and the dogs and the cars. And I was coming home every day literally, physically drained, mm -hmm. spiritually drained, emotionally drained. And mm -hmm. so I, I didn't have a voice. And so even though I was really good at what I did, I was the go-to person, I was also undervalued, underpaid, mm -hmm. overworked, mm -hmm. taken advantage of, and I had no voice. I couldn't mm -hmm. speak up. I was mm -hmm. giving my power away. I was giving my soul away for what everyone else wanted me to do um, and not being able to own <clears throat> um, what I wanted to do and have a voice. And that literally manifested in my body as adenocarcinoma cells, cancer cells, mm -hmm. at the age of yes. 20. And at the age of, right before my 29th birthday, I had a partial hysterectomy. Yeah. So that's kind of, um, that was my turning point for, oh my gosh, something isn't working right. My body was yeah. screaming at me. You are not mm -hmm. living in your highest self. You are not being the mm -hmm. fullest expression of yourself. And because I'm stubborn and, and obstinate and hard-headed, that's what it took for me from, to have that wake-up call. <laughs> Come on, stubborn and hard-headed. You're a delightful, beautiful coach. So uh, maybe when you were shut down and your soul was uh, shriveled up into a a teeny little ball like that, perhaps. Um, I can hardly imagine it knowing you now. Um, tell us a little bit more about the no voice perspective. Um, because clearly you have a voice. And I don't think you were telling us that you had laryngitis for 10 years. Um, so what was, what, was going, what was going on there? Because it happens to, with all the women we work with, as you know. So elaborate on what that, what that was about and, and why that seemed to be what you were supposed to be doing at work. Right. So um, the, the no voice was not owning my power. It was not asking for what I needed to take care of myself. So um, in that particular culture, there was the expectation that you were always on email, and I would get emails at 1 o'clock in the morning, and there was the expectation that you were working from home. Um, there was a lot of travel involved, and so not only was I working, you know, 9 to 5.30 with a 30-minute lunch break, I was also traveling a lot. Um, and then felt that, felt that because I had to fit the culture, I also had to come home, always be on my email. And so I was, I was not speaking up with my voice mm -hmm. for my self-care, for what I needed to do to be able to show up fully mm -hmm. and powerful. And, and so, again, let's just keep diving into this just a little bit because I know how generous you are with your story and how um, – how we both tell our stories so that we can help other women understand that they're a not alone and B that we understand because we've been there. So you thought you had to be on your email 24 seven. You thought you had to be the, let's just call it the way it is. Jane, the good girl. Um, did someone tell you to do that? Yeah, me. Mm. And why did the gene of those years, feel that that was the way to be, do you think? I mean, again, now that we're so brilliantly wise now, what was going on there? Yeah, so um, because I wanted, I was a people pleaser, 
Mm-hmm. And I had all these beliefs and all these stories and all of this yeah. conditioning and programming yeah. for what you're supposed mm-hmm. to do. And so mm-hmm. I was operating at that level. I was operating at the level of, of stories and beliefs of I should do this and should do that and shooting all over myself, <laughs> <laughs> so to speak. Exactly, exactly. Hey, folks, uh, Jean is uh, one of my kick-ass career coaches. If you're just tuning in, um, she's sharing her story. We're going to get into meditation and the science of meditation, what it's all about and how it helps us. But Jean is sharing her her story of how being untrue to her, her inner self and her higher self was causing her a lot of aggravation and frustration and, and eventually led to disease in her physical body. If you'd like to join our conversation, please feel free to dial 816-251-3555. Ask Jean a question. You can ask me a question. Um, whether it be about your career or your soul, we'll be happy to handle anything along those roles. So eventually, Jean, you chose uh, to be certified and, and, and trained as a coach because you figured, gosh, there's something else I, I should be doing with my life. Yes. Yeah. I finally had that wake-up call with the cancer and mm-hmm. thought there's got to be more to life. There's got to be a way that I can live life in joy and not in fear and depression and misery. And so I did, I uh, became certified as a coach. Um, And it's interesting. So the way that I came about to my, what I think is my, was divinely inspired, um, my aha moment for what I really wanted to do, I had to trial and error it. It took me several, several months, um, you know, kind of looking at what do I want to do? What am I doing now? What feels good? And so when I had that aha and I got that message to become a coach, met you and learned what you were doing, it was like, oh, my goodness, this thing that Mo has created, this kick-ass workshop, that was the process I went through. Mm-hmm. And I had to, exactly. like, tough it out and figure it out. So it was, right. it was a, a beautiful progression. Yes, yes. And, and, and it has been great working together Um all these years, Jean, um, and, and as you know, and, and folks, if you've if you've seen my story or heard me before, um, don't like to be overly repetitive, but um, I too am a cancer survivor. Almost eleven years now, I had a double mastectomy, uh, breast cancer in each breast, and um, unfortunately had to choose the surgical route to take care of business um, that was presented to me. But it was through that reflection myself that I started to know myself at a deeper level. I had read all of the books. I could quote Wayne Dyer. I could quote Deepak Chopra, Louise Hay. I've been reading the daily word since I was in college. Uh, I, I, I knew all of this stuff. I knew how to get in touch with the deeper version of me, but you know what? It, it wasn't tied in tight enough that it was affecting my soul and my vibration. Uh, Jean is also a um, Reiki therapist and um, amongst her other beautiful talents. And we both know and understand that when we are in suffering and struggling mode, that we are bringing ourselves into the lowest possible vibration as a human being. And that eventually begins to erode our physical body. Um, Jean, I know that um, your cancer was 
probably uh, something that maybe, you know, genetically you, you may have triggered uh, something in your, in your genome. Uh, I may have done the same thing. Uh, I don't think you have that type of cancer in your family per se. I, I don't really have breast cancer in my family. Um, but our, our genes uh, can, can either be expressed or not expressed. And our, our telomeres, which are the length of the, of the chromosomal gene chain that, that happens to create the beautiful things that we are as human beings, they can get damaged and injured and shortened and triggered by stress. And we know through scientific research now that there's even triggers of stress that are actually in the genome of them, themselves. So tell me a little bit about how, as a coach now, that you're actually taking care of your, your physical body and making sure that, that all that physical health is, is going strong. Absolutely. Yes. So um, I referred to this earlier. Self-care is number one. Mm-hmm. That is my number one job. And so for mine, um, every single, I have a morning routine. Every single morning I get up and I write 10, sometimes 20, sometimes 30 things that I am grateful for. And I write 10 or 20 or 30 things that I celebrate about myself and how I've showed up awesome and what I've done beautifully. And then I spend at least probably a half an hour to an hour in meditation Yes. to let any beliefs or anything that may drop me down vibrationally to let that waking mind take a little nap and really bring out the full expression of me of my soul and that I do all of that before I start my day yeah it's such a great thing and uh we we promote and uh encourage and almost hold accountable the ladies who are in our workshop for the same uh daily routine it's super important for our soul our psyche our our mental health our emotions and our physical body all to get lined up with the most perfect beautiful version of ourselves uh, to start the day and let's just break down what this meditation thing is all about and as as you know Jean so often we uh, bring a woman into the workshop to help her out with her career and start to introduce her to meditation. Ah, I don't like to meditate. Ah, I tried that once. Oh, I always fall asleep. Um, meditation, folks, has a couple of different layers to it. And the first thing is the ability to control our nervous system, to allow us to have mental switches off and on, for our stress response. And if we can't control our stress response and we're in today's society, we are going to be in a heightened alert stress response that is going to damage our body and eventually will burn out our adrenal glands and will cause rapid aging. And the things that Jean and I have been through, cancer, it erodes cells to have the body in hypervigilant stress mode. On my Motivational Monday, I talked about that this week. I talked about the danger brain, the fear brain, and how that really is uh, against our best, highest selves. So when we're in stress mode, we have cortisol and adrenaline as the primary drivers of all of the body systems in our physical body. And those things trigger 
all of our cells and tissues and organs to do very specific things. One of the things that they do is that they clamp down blood flow to non-essential places in our body. What's a non-essential place in our body, Mo? Well, when you're under stress mode, your body wants to run, fight, or it ne- it freezes in place because it can't figure out which one to do. So fight, flight, and freeze is the mode we're in when we're under stress. So any organ or body system that you don't need to either run away or to fight gets partially shut down. And so your blood pressure goes up, your respirations go up, your heart rate goes up, and in your brain, it's shutting down problem solving and imagination and creativity because you don't need that when you're running. You just need run. You just need go. You just need your arms and legs to be pumping as fast as they can. So everything else, your gut gets less blood. And if any one of you are, are, are marathon runners or long-distance runners, you know that when you get nervous before a race, it's like kind of like the wrong thing to happen because now your gut loses blood flow. And what that means is that your gastrointestinal system is screwed up. Um, it's one of the biggest problems of middle-aged adults in this country and probably around the world is, is gastrointestinal distress. So high blood pressure. After years of being in stress mode, you're going to have high blood pressure because the body is so used to clamping down. So the very, very first thing that meditation helps us learn is how to leave the stress response and go into the relaxation response. And when we move into the relaxation response, we have a different chemical uh, makeup inside our body. We go from cortisol and adrenaline into oxytocin and serotonin and dopamine. And these are chemicals that allow us to feel safe and good. And actually oxytocin helps us feel loved. That's actually the last chemical that is pushed out when we're in our relaxation phase. And it's the one that makes us feel uh, beautiful and one. And Jean, Jean knows this because I know she's done deep meditation. When you go into a deep state of meditation and you've been in the relaxation response with dopamine and serotonin for a while, oxytocin then is called forth and you have this sense of oneness in your meditation. And it's, it's, a, it's a chemical scenario happening in the body as well as brain waves. So Gene, as we're moving from the stress response into the relaxation response, changing the body's chemistry, moving the blood flow, and mind you, when we're in the relaxation response, our solution centers, problem-solving, imagination, all heightened. Our blood pressure comes down. Our heart rate comes down. Blood is flowing through all of our body. And since we're feeling safe, there's aspects in our brain that now can be turned back on. And one of those, as you and I both know, is called the pineal gland. And it's the gland that actually is the initiator of melatonin. And so many people on this planet are now taking melatonin supplements because they don't sleep at night because their body's not producing melatonin because their pineal gland is shut down because they're in a constant stress response. So when we start to practice meditation and open our physiology, we're now allowing our body to function optimally, which means that it doesn't have to be in vigilant state of non-sleeping. A lot of the sleeping problems on this planet are due to the fact that we're in a hypervigilant stress state. 
So the brain doesn't want to fall asleep because you could get killed. So learning how to relax the body. Gene, what are some of the, the, the beginning triggers of relaxing the body physiologically as we begin meditation? Oh, the biggest one for me is breathing, breathing mm. techniques. Yes. Getting really focused on the breath. When we focus on the breath, it allows us to take um, our thoughts off of things external. It, it gives us that singular focus of the breath. And, and what is breath but life-giving? Mm -hmm. So breathing is a really big one. And there are lots of breathing techniques out there. You and I um, do several really powerful ones at our, um, at our retreats um, where mm -hmm. we're actually activating the pineal gland gland mm -hmm. we are mm -hmm. taking our focus away from the body another technique is um putting focus on the body one part at a time so yes. maybe beginning at the head and this is what i do a lot in in my own meditation and, and the meditations that i guide others through is asking my forehead to relax eyes relax mm -hmm. and go through and put soul focus on one particular part of the body one by one by one and that also activates that vagus nerve and the relaxation centers yes indeed the vagus nerve that Jean just mentioned is the control center for the brain to know whether it should be uh, secreting stress response chemicals or relaxation response chemicals and folks when I say relaxation response chemicals I'm not talking about ones that are going to induce sleep per se Melatonin will induce sleep, but it is secreted by the pineal gland when it actually becomes dark out. Um, but in your normal day, if you just get into some breathing techniques and learn to control that aspect of your nervous system, you will decrease your physiological stress level. You'll actually be smarter at work. You'll be a better uh, problem solver. You'll be a better communicator and you'll be less defensive. So when we can control that and it's simple breath work, Gene, I, I don't know about you, but when I used to drive to work, um, sitting at a traffic light or just kind of driving, I would practice my breathing technique because I wanted to make sure that I was doing what I could to, to come down a little bit and not get so hyper about, about coming into work and being more open and happy when I would walk through the front door. And there's a really, really cool, fun way to practice getting your diaphragm into the breath, and that's with belly breath. It's pushing the belly out, and we're going to do a few of these. Jean, let's do a few uh, belly breaths. Uh, folks, put your hands on your belly just for a second, and breathe in, pushing your belly out. So that's inhale, pushing belly out, and just feel what that feels like. When you do that, you're actually getting your diaphragm working. If someone says to you, just take some deep breaths to relax, don't take those deep breaths with your shoulders. Take them with your belly. It's the belly breath that actually relaxes things for you. Belly breath in, hold for four. One, two, three, four. And then exhale with four, two, one. Just simple ins and outs, belly in, belly out. Just simply getting that diaphragm muscle, which is between your intestines and your chest cavity. So it separates the lungs and heart from the uh, GI system, the gastrointestinal system. It, it just It's a nice little separation. It's a muscle, and its job is to actually 
open up and push down. When the lungs expand, it comes down, and that's why the belly pushes out. And when the lungs exhale with air, the diaphragm moves up to kind of compress the lungs to push the air out. In and out, the diaphragm has a beautiful roll as like this little fan in and out. Jean, what are some of the things that we can notice about our body when we're doing diaphragmatic breath and we start to relax? What are some of the first things that are going to be going on with our body? Well, I'm so glad you asked that. And I love the diaphragmatic breathing, the belly breathing, because when we are intentional about putting our hands on our belly, when we're intentional intentional about focusing on what it feels like when the diaphragm comes out and what it feels like when it gently relaxes, we aren't focused on anything else but that. <laughs> so right. physiologically, we're letting our thoughts drop away. We're not focused on, do I have pain in my shoulder? We're not focused on, oh my gosh, I'm stressed about this meeting tomorrow. We're intentionally focusing on what do my hands feel like? What does it feel like when I'm expanding and contracting? And it really is uh, powerful to drop away anything physically or emotionally that we may have been holding on to. Right, indeed. We're going to take a break in just a, a little, uh, a few minutes here. Um, folks, one of the things that Jean and I are super passionate about is helping our clients uh, really gain full control over their emotional state. Because when we do, we can actually navigate life with a lot more ease and joy and freedom and happiness. So we're going to dive more into how meditation actually does that and how it helps our soul get more illuminated and, and brighter and what that really does to us as a human being on this planet. Our work together in, in my kick-ass career workshop that we have online is all about empowering women first as soulful, beautiful creatures, and then as career professionals. And we do that in very specific ways. We have a very specific method that we take our clients through in that workshop. And the first thing that our clients get exposed to is my free training, which is online. And I'm going to give you the, the web address for that. It's mofall.com slash masterclass. This is a 45-minute free webinar. You can check that out. We'll be right back with Jean Callahan, one of my beautiful coaches, talking more about meditation and how it affects your career. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. It takes you to power Unity Online Radio. If you'd like to make a positive difference in the world, you can by contributing to this global ministry. Unity Online Radio relies on listeners like you to support our broadcasts that send our messages out to an awakening world. Go to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate today. Here's a Unity Teachable Moment with Rev. Richard Rogers speaking at Unity San Diego on the power of transformation. Because what I want you to see today is as a culture... 
Even in unity, we have this belief that we're not quite there yet. And the whole purpose of the whole self-help movement, self-help books and workshops and all the training, is so that your ego can finish the job that God started, right? Like that you're going to help you finish doing the work that God began. Like that you're going to self-help yourself into enlightenment. And we buy that. I mean, we actually think that's real, right? And what if the truth is that you're already there? You're already fully baked. And the whole thing of spiritual transformation isn't really about transforming your spirit, but it's about seeing yourself in the way that God saw you from the beginning. To find a Unity Church near you, visit unity.org. Discover the path to wealth with Mae McCarthy, May 17th to 19th at the Art of Living Retreat Center in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina. Mae will share her seven-step daily practice to achieve goals in every area of your life, including your finances, career, and relationships. A best-selling author, angel investor, and entrepreneur, Mae has been building highly successful businesses for over 35 years. You can achieve your dreams. Go to artoflivingretreatcenter.org to find out more. For over 23 years, Liz Dawn and her team at Celebrate Your Life have been presenting transformative events with some of the world's leading spiritual teachers. Experience a Celebrate Your Life event for yourself, October 31st to November 4th in beautiful Sedona, Arizona. Explore your spirituality and open your mind to some new ideas. These events are awesome soul fests that heal and transform. Log on to CelebrateYourLife.com to find out more. Would you like to experience more peace and joy in your life through A Course in Miracles? Let Rev. Jennifer Hadley support you in discovering the powerful life lessons available through this unique spiritual thought system that teaches the way to love and peace is through forgiveness. Join Jennifer every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Central for A Course in Miracles, living the love, walking the talk, to experience the healing for yourself on Unity Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Love your work and your life. This is Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. And we're back talking about meditation and your career. I am joined by my wonderful mindset coach, director of coaching for my workshop, Jean Callahan. And we're talking about the physiological effects of meditation and why it's so important. Um, meditation has been around for thousands and thousands of years. And there's been a lot of myths and criticism about meditation because why are things criticized? Because they're misunderstood. And so meditation is basically science of controlling our physiology. And there's a bunch of different ways we can meditate. There's a bunch of different uh, avenues we can take to meditate. There's a bunch of different techniques, et cetera. Jean and I pretty much coach and teach as many of them as, as might make sense for our clients in order to help them integrate ways that will work. Because with all due respect, it's a human being and not everything works for everyone. So we have a lot of different ways of looking at this. I like to take a bit of a science approach because now we can validate the things that, that shamans and, and, and gurus and spiritualists for, for decades and centuries and millennia have been 
expressing. Now we have science to help us understand what's really going on with the body when we do meditate. And one of the aspects that uh, Jean and I really like to help our clients understand is actually moving out of an intellectual living and into more of a whole full body living. And we get into our brain because that's how we navigate life as a human being. We go to school, we get good grades, we get recognized. Oh, if I'm smart and good at school, if I'm uh, thinking through problems, then I'm going to be okay. And the the danger brain, the fear-based, stress-based brain actually wants the intellect to help solve and soothe stress. So if you're stuck in your head, it's because you're overstressed out. We want to help you get in your body. And Gina and I just gave you a little technique about how to do some belly breathing and, and to get your focus back into the body. If you look at yourself, your brain is, I don't know, Gene, like one-tenth the size of the rest of the body. Yeah, sounds about right. You say? Yep. Um, and, and, and we live in it like usually 99% of the time that we're awake. We want you to live more in your body and have more of an expression of your beautiful life with your body because your body is what's connected to the unified field. And it's only through your body's sensations that you're actually able to experience joy. You cannot experience joy in your head. You cannot experience alignment, happiness, flow in your head. You have to be in your body. But let me shake things up a little bit for you because one of the things that Jean and I wanted to talk about relative to meditation is how when you get into a relaxation state, first through the breath, then through focusing on the body parts and and moving your focus on the body, is you're actually at the same time moving your brainwave state. So when you begin to wake up in the morning, you're actually in a different brainwave state than you are when you're awake. I think most of us intuitively understand this. When we are functioning normally throughout the day, we're in beta state brainwaves. That's a certain hertz, megahertz of activity. And if you have an EEG at your doctor's or at the hospital, they're pretty familiar with what those brain waves look like. It's the thinking, analytical, planning, assessing, categorizing brain. It's super helpful to drive your car, be at work looking at spreadsheets, uh, making your grocery lists, and things like that. But it's not that helpful when you're trying to be creative or focused. You actually want to drop into a different level of brain waves. And that would be something with more of a deeper beta or what we go into then as an alpha state. And in alpha state, we're calm, peaceful, and grounded. And these are those times where time doesn't seem to exist, where we are not quite aware of linear time. And this is where the hemispheres of the brain are typically more balanced and lit up. So we have this alpha state of being at peace, basically. We're calm. And this is a great place to be. And usually for beginning meditators, this is a great space and a great place to be. If you take yoga and you do a little shavasana relaxation at the end, you're typically probably in more of an alpha state after your yoga because you're still awake and alert. You're walking, you're talking to your other classmates, but you're in a balanced, the hemispheres of the brain are receiving uh, balanced energy. And so that alpha state allows you to feel peaceful. 
when you're in a deeper state of meditation, you actually go into theta, which is a slower level of brain activity where you're not really thinking and you're in a deeper awareness. There might be some drowsiness here, but you're actually tapped into your full intuition and your full wholeness. And typically here we can begin to visualize the future or visualize things that we want. And this is a place where we like to take our clients, don't we, Jean, in helping them see their future and imagine possibilities. Let's talk about that theta state and what meditation and visualization together can do to bring someone into a new, I'll say just possibility for themselves. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So I like to call the theta brainwave state, um, I like to call that conscious creation. I'm in my conscious mm-hmm. creation or my deliberate creative space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, and oftentimes people, when they experience the, the physicality of being in theta state, um, we may not be aware of our physical body. We're awake, mm-hmm. we're alert, we are conscious, we know we exist. And it's almost like a separation from like the 3D physical form um, mm-hmm. where we, can, we, we aren't constrained by our linear concepts of time and space and logic and ration and um, our analytical brain activity. So I, that, that's my favorite place to be. I remember the, the first time I experienced that and I was like, I want that. I want to do that again. I want more. Right. Um, yeah, it's absolutely phenomenal. And that's where our, who we really are at a soul level, our, our consciousness, that inner being that knows exactly what we want and where we are in relationship to it and has the path of least resistance to bring that to us can start to go to work. Yes, indeed. And, and it's, it's also, as you, as you kind of hinted at, it's this place where we, we begin to basically memorize in our body what it feels like. And we now have a a new sense of existence. And if we repeat this over and over again, our body knows how to drop into, we call it drop in, drop into this uh, state and it becomes easier to get there and it becomes easier to visualize. And I know that you and I probably both experience this when we take our clients through a meditation, we're actually getting ourselves into that state pretty quickly uh, because our bodies have memorized it and know what it's all about. And it, it takes less training each time you practice this to get into it uh, further and further. And um, I, I love the, the, the idea of, of spatialness <laughs> when we're in this theta state that we're, we're basically um, nowhere and we're here all at the same time. And it's a really cool place to appreciate that the main part of our existence really is spatialness. Um, we are a soul first and foremost. It is, um, it is what's keeping our physical body going. And uh, as a cardiac nurse, I used to kind of joke with the, um, the cardiologists um, from time to time when we would put a pacemaker in a patient or um, automatic defibrillators became a big thing when I was a young nurse. We'd actually be able to implant something that could shock a heart back to life inside the body. It was an implantable device. And we could also have a pacemaker that would keep the, the heart beating 
um, in case the heart lost its ability to beat on its own. So you can have this beautiful implantable thing inside of your body to keep your heart beating or to shock it back to life if it loses its beat. But the crazy thing is it needs the battery. And for uh, the first couple of decades of these devices being on the market, this was back in the 70s and 80s, the batteries were really big. And we had to actually have the battery outside the patient's body. And then, of course, technology kept going. We were able to smaller and smaller batteries. Then we can now implant them. In today's day and age, these batteries are really small and they last for like 10 years, um, maybe even longer than that. Why do we need a battery? My body doesn't need a battery. Well, our body doesn't need a battery typically to beat our heart because we have a, 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 a consciousness that is beating our heart and digesting our food and thinking our thoughts and bringing all of that into the physical body. So when we get into this theta state, we're actually that being and we're not limited by our body. And now we're living in that unified field. Now we are a part of everything and it's a part of us and we've lost the constraints of the intellectual mind. And this may be the kind of conversation that most people expect when people talk about meditation, but hopefully as you've been listening to this show, listeners, you've, you've been able to follow quite specifically how Jean and I have taken you from the the physical body stress response and why meditation is so important to calm that down, basically age slower when you're in less of a stress response. So for those of you who are interested in your beauty creams and treatments and not looking uh, so old, meditate. <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to slow down aging. If you want to decrease your blood pressure and have your stomach feel better and and allow your your body and your in your maybe your lower back or some other areas that are holding stress to calm down meditate if you need to learn how to speak up in a meeting and not get super stressed out or to have a conversation with your boss that you want to have learn to meditate because your ability to control your physiology is the key to all of that if you want to be a better problem solver, if you want to be cooler under pressure, if you're the type of person who says, you know what, I should have thought of that in the meeting. Now it's like two hours later. Now what do I do? I have this great idea. If you want to have your great ideas in the meeting, in the moment, learn to meditate because then you'll be able to bring your nervous system and your emotions from, I can't think in the moment and I don't know how to say that and I don't want to da da down into your genius zone, into your beautiful self. And your nervous system will now be at a space where the, all the brain and all the smarts and all the beautiful intuition is available to you. Jean, what do we notice in our clients once they have, I won't say mastered, but once they've gotten into this zone of meditating regularly, what are the things that we start to notice in them as people? We start to notice that they are more resourceful. They mm -hmm. are in tune with their bodies. They are able to more quickly notice 
when, ooh, I feel like I'm a little bit out of alignment or, oh, I was way in my head and let me come back down and get into a, a better place, they're able to tap into all kinds of cool solutions and things that are available to them that they couldn't get to from their headspace. Mm-hmm. Right. And name a few. Yeah. And, and, you know, when we open up those problem centers, problem and uh, problem solving centers and the creativity and the imagination. And once we practice being in that theta brainwave um, day after day, week after week, month after month, we can now begin to visualize and create a, a beautiful career path. We can open ourselves up to being uh, a director instead of a manager for 20 years. We can open ourselves up to experiencing a greater level of responsibility without feeling overwhelmed. Uh, a lot of the women we work with don't want to have a bigger job because they can't imagine being able to handle that level of overwhelm. And that's because they're in stress response. So yes, they can't imagine more because it is overwhelming because they're in, in danger, fear, brain, overwhelm. So once we can calm the nervous system down, they can be like, oh, yeah. You know, I managed that team of five over there. There's no reason why I couldn't manage 10 people. I, I could do that. And, you know, now that I feel so much more confident and comfortable in my own skin and with my own self and happier about who I am, I could leave work at five thirty, six o'clock and not feel guilty. I could do that. I could leave my responsibilities at work and, and do what I need to do as a mom and a wife and a friend and daughter and sister, etc. I can feel happy and comfortable just returning to work the next morning to get at the things I couldn't finish. And, and so the, the level of confidence and empowerment, Jean, does it not blow you away? The difference we see in our, in our ladies in, in, in a matter of days and weeks. I mean, it, it, it begins to just escalate. Oh, yeah, it, it, it increases exponentially. And um, I have, um, so to use kind of like an analogy or a metaphor here, uh, it's like if you see a horse that's pulling a, a buggy or pulling a carriage, you know, on the street, um, and they had those blinders on the sides of their eyes. So hmm. all, all, that, all that is seen is what's in front of them. So thinking of that as like, you know, being in the head. And then when we get into this practice of meditation and when we get comfortable with it, it's like those blinders come off. And so we're, yeah. we have access to so many more solutions and so, much more, so many more resources and connections and all these things that are available that we weren't seeing or being able to reach out and grab and attract because we had, we were in tunnel vision. We had those blinders. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you mentioned the horse and I can't, I can't stop myself from sharing this uh, with, with you and with everyone else who's on this. Um, You know, I come across a lot of stuff in personal development, spiritual development, science, quantum physics, the body. I mean, I'm always looking at stuff like that, reading uh, lots of books, as you know, always a student of this stuff. And I always want to be, uh, stimulated that way uh, because I'm, I'm, in, I'm in, just entranced by the amount of science that is validating a lot of the things that so many folks have been uh, helping us understand how the universe works. The horse has seven times the magnetic energy coming from their heart that a human being does. And it's interesting how equine therapy and Riding horses and being around horses can be so relaxing and so calming. They literally have a magnetic energy 
that calms us down. And they've been able to validate this through whatever other scientific things we can test magnetic energy around around uh, beings. Um, you and I both know the work of David Hawkins, who wrote the really impressive, uh, probably the gold standard on kinesiology and energy vibration in the in the universe, uh, power versus force. I think he wrote it yeah. in 1995. Um, he himself studied this vibration and how it impacts our physical body for, I believe, over 40 years. I think he passed away in 2012. Um, so for 40 years, he was testing thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of kinesiological vibrational realities and how it affects our body. And we begin to understand through his work that when we are in our body, when we are aware of how energy is moving through our body and who we are as an energy being, and we're touching the unified field energetically, but we're feeling it in our body, we can, that is the only way that we can tell truth from falsehood. And Jean and I have been uh, reading this book and studying with it with the women who are going to attend our retreat in a couple of weeks. And I'm so excited to, to talk with them about this, this wonderful work because it's, it's the beginning of us as human beings understanding our level of participation in the energetic unified field and how we can become better citizens as souls as conscious beings in that unified field. Jean, talk about Reiki for a minute and tie this together for me. Okay. So um, Reiki has been practiced for thousands and thousands of years. It originates, the, I am a practicer of, um, uh, let me see, uh, Usui, Ryoho, Reiki. That's what I'm certified in. And so the basic concept is that the word Reiki, R-E-I, refers to God or spirit, and then K-I is Ki, or you you may know it as Chi, if you've ever heard of like Tai Chi and things like that, and Ki or Chi is the universal life force. And so the practice of Reiki is really about tapping into this universal life force that has infinite abundance, infinite energy, infinite resources, infinite everything. I mean, literally tapping into that quantum field and so um, as someone who has been attuned um, at, through my certification, I am able to act as um, like an antenna or like a cell tower. So I'm able to tap into and access that level of vibrational frequency or that energy, that infinite energy, that life force, and be able to be a conduit for the person on the receiving end. Um, and I am not sending my own energy. I'm not sending the universal life force energy. The person on the receiving end is drawing it in. Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit so of the great. kind of the basics, the background of Reiki. Um, yep. And when we go into meditation, when we get into that deep state of state, we're essentially doing the same thing. We're able to access that higher level of energy, that infinite resourcefulness, that those infinite um, abundance. Yes, indeed. So let us take this conversation to, I will call it for at least for today, the final piece. And that is what Jane's describing is moving energy and allowing another being, another human being to access their own energy and their own uh, 
portal, if you will, into the unified field and bring their God force energy into themselves, we begin to stimulate an energy movement in that human body, physical body. We begin to begin to move that life force. And what happens if we don't move our life force through our body, which again is what we do during meditation. If we don't move that life force through our body, it gets clogged. It gets stuck. And each of us human beings have places that are encoded in our DNA that we're going to get clogged energy because of how we're encoded. Jean got her clogged mm-hmm. energy in her mm-hmm. reproductive area. I got my clogged energy in my breast area. Um, I've had clogged energy in my gallbladder. I've had clogged energy in my uterus and ovaries to be personal and specific. And so when we have clogged energy, it shows up eventually as disease, dis-ease. We are at dis-ease with our energetic being, and it's showing up somewhere in our body to get our freaking attention because we have not been paying attention to it in the energetic world. So eventually, the way that our human existence cooperates with us is to tell us through physical symptoms, sinus infection, colds, overwhelm, throat issues, not speaking up for ourselves, joint pain, not moving freely through the world, foot pain, uh, scared or stressed out about the future and moving forward. We can continue to understand the clogs and the stress patterns through how they're showing up in the body. And Louise Hay, who began Hay House, who's one of the goddesses on the planet of this stuff, wrote some fantastic books on heal your body, heal your life, and helped us understand how to decode some of this stuff. And Jean and I use her brilliant work all the time in our coaching practice. If you're listening to this and you're like, oh my God, I've always wanted to meditate. I've always wanted to understand these principles and how you can actually apply all of this wonderful brilliant stuff into your career so you can have an outcome, not just know these things, but actually have a tangible outcome in your life that's going to help you, help your family in your future. You can always get started with us by booking one of our free clarity calls. And that's at mofall.com slash give me clarity. If you'd like to hear more about my approach, you might want to watch my free webinar, which you can access at mofall.com slash masterclass. You can get started either way. If we feel like we can help you and we can move your life in the positive direction and give you so much more for your life than you've been able to do on your own, because Jean and I have both been coached by other coaches for years, and we know the value of having someone who can guide us forward, someone who's been places where we haven't been, someone who understands things that we haven't understood. I always joke, uh, Jean, I'm sure you've heard me say this, I'm helping our ladies in our workshop not have to read a thousand books. To get, yeah. to get all this information. So save on the thousand books reading. I've read them. Jean's read them. And we're consolidating all of that beautiful material into very practical ways to take your life in your own hands, get in the driver's seat of your career, get in the driver's seat of your life. Jean, if you had to give someone some practical advice, there you were years ago suffering in your career and things not going the right way, what would you say to them? What would you say to your old self, your younger self? Meditate. <laughs> address those. Address those issues. Address those issues in your energy before they manifest in your physicality. Mm. 
Yeah, get and help. take your power back, right? Take your power back, uh, have a voice. Now, so many people can't do that on their own. We know that's what we do for a living is help women do that. But here's the thing. Gain control of your energy being, gain control of your physiology so that you can act and be in the ways that you need to to empower yourselves. What's the what's the biggest happiness that you see in the in the women who come through our workshop, Jean? Um, I, so the, the the big ones are confidence, mm-hmm. empowerment, yeah, um, speaking up, being able to live the full expression of themselves at a deep soul level, not being torn down or um, pulled into negative places from external circumstances or situations, being able to rise above that, being able to see life for what it is, see other people for where they are uh, without judgment. Yes, beautiful. Thank you, Jean. Thank you so much for joining me on this Bring Your Soul to Work. Every week, we're going to help you with tools and techniques to bring your soul to work. If you'd like to know more, visit me at mofall.com. Thanks a lot, Jean. Appreciate you joining us. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, and on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind Body Spirit FM Podcast Network or wherever you find your podcasts.